0: brain injury survivor angela shares her cognitive fitness techniques hi i'm dr dan gardner and i talk about traumatic brain injury recovery today i'm pleased to be speaking with brain injury survivor angela traumatic brain injury recovery welcome angela how are you doing good thank you now angela you and i have talked before in a previous video but I know that you've done a lot of work in your recovery and you have some very interesting things to share with us. Uh, Just remind us when your accident occurred, how it happened, and a summary of the course of recovery up till now.
1: First, let me just say thanks for having me on doing this Skype interview again because I just am so inspired to encourage and educate those that are TBI survivors going through recovery and those that aren't, so that's really close to my heart. But 17 years ago, you know, reckless driver, I don't know if he was on his phone or not, was driving along and crossed the double lines and hit me head on Mm. in a nearly fatal car accident. So I suffered a traumatic brain injury, lacerated liver, punctured lung, renal contusion over a thousand stitches. I have a great plastic surgeon back on the East coast, Dr. Rauscher, Um, broken ribs, everything. So it was a long, hard recovery, but being a former D1 college volleyball player, I had the mindset to kind of keep on truck and keep on going even when it's so difficult and you feel like giving up every single moment, so.
0: Good for um, you. Do you have the determination?
1: Yeah, you gotta have the determination and the perseverance, even when people mm-hmm. are telling you, well, oh, just, you know, take it easy. Take if you wanna take yeah. it easy, you gotta give your body rest and especially mm-hmm. with a TBI recovery, but you need to make sure that if you don't have that support around you or that encouragement that you seek it out maybe with these videos like you're doing.
0: Right. So persistence, persistence.
1: Persistence pays off. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Tell me about how you address some of these challenges in your recovery, past and also present.
1: Well, sometimes I'd you know get those setbacks or I'd feel a lot of mental fatigue. So it was always important to rest and even rest as much as I could. I know how important sleep hygiene is even more so and how much that is important to our brain's function. So I can be like a top performer or my best version of Angela the next morning that I wake up. So other things that I've had challenges with is just like kind of keep into a schedule. I have so much ambition and maybe, I don't know if it's from the injury or not, but see opportunity everywhere. Sometimes it was hard to focus. And whether Mm -hmm. you're ambitious or not, I think for all of us, it's sometimes it's really hard to focus. Like, what am I trying to do here? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I'm sure you've had some challenges with just focusing like, okay, why am I working on this?
0: There's so many possibilities. There's so many options. The challenge is to prioritize.
1: So sometimes that was difficult for me and it Mm -hmm. still is sometimes, but I've made certain things in my life, non-negotiables, like this is on the calendar. You're going to do this every day or, or at least five days a week to make sure that I like build healthy habits and almost retraining my brain. Like this mm-hmm. is the new system. This is the new routine. And so I don't have to waste energy on making decisions, of what I'm doing or where I'm going and what's important to me. Yeah. Well, definitely in the morning, I've got that morning routine. Now, when the afternoon comes, I'm kind of like, all right, well, we'll just see what happens or going on appointments, you know, for for real estate or whatever, whatever's happening. But it's definitely, I'm, I'm grateful for having some time to do my own research and really practicing it on myself to see how what I'm learning, what I'm doing can help all those that are in recovery, or even those that aren't in recovery.
0: What was your job at the time of the injury? And how are you spending your time now? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I was in medical device sales, I worked for a large company called Stryker, and I was selling hospital beds. And pretty much the CEO of my business I had a account that I managed and going to hospitals in northern New Jersey where I'm originally from and that was about 17 years ago and that was difficult sometimes it's hard to focus and you're always like hustling you know it was a hundred percent commission job so you have to really have that mindset like I'm not gonna give up I'm gonna keep going and looking Mm -hmm. for that business and closing I'm in sales I'm a natural saleswoman and so now I am in real estate. I also do coaching on the side. I love to do a lot of inspirational speaking to share Mm -hmm. my story, to help encourage others, whether they've Mm -hmm. had a recovery or not. These habits that I've developed, not developed, habits that I've started implementing and building in my life have helped me with my business, so.
0: Good. One of the challenges has been to stay focused. You have developed a morning routine a regular schedule. Can you be more specific about what that routine consists of?
1: Yeah. Well, this morning it was tough to get out of bed, and I usually set the alarm for around like 5 or 5.15 because I want that morning time, and I practice like prayer, and I began meditating. I started meditating for 15 minutes every morning, and I meditated before our interview today in the afternoon. So I try and do that twice a day for 15 minutes because I've researched and learned the benefits of it. In addition to that, usually after about 15 minutes, I have my little gratitude journal and I write down things that I'm grateful for every morning to get my mind focused on all the things that I do have because it's so easy to say, well, I don't have this, I don't have that, or I'm still looking for this. So the gratitude journal and just writing out my thoughts has been really helpful um, and I think there's science, there's research behind it that that kind of helps with the right, right brain. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. I'm not a neurologist and you know, all the science behind all this, but I started coloring as well. And I kind of really? do two or three times a week now. And so this month, since it was Valentine's Day a week or so ago, the theme for this month was love. And so I would just, you know, here's here's an example of like, you know, love and trust and Here's a picture of love on a park bench. I started drawing and like tapping into that creative side. Mm -hmm. And I miss miss that. So it's actually helped me to relax, kind Mm -hmm. of, okay, I've got some time for you. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, I know it seems like a lot, this isn't every morning. I exercise, that's huge. And sometimes when you don't feel like going to the gym, I just get outside and run. I try and run like three miles every morning. Now you don't have to run three miles. You could just walk a mile. You could walk for 10 minutes. This morning, I didn't feel like going for a run. It was a little cold out. So I decided to go in the living room, did 15 minutes of yoga. There's so many benefits to yoga. And for such a long time, Dan, I was always like, uh, I don't need yoga. I'm pretty healthy. I just like running. I like just doing my cardio but mm-hmm. there's so many health benefits for our brain to do in yoga. And yeah. uh, and so what I've done is I've really changed my mindset and to think about yoga and meditation as, well, these are things for my brain. This isn't about like trying to lose weight or uh, sure. trying to namaste or whatever, you know, be
0: mm-hmm. quiet.
1: No, it was more about
0: mm-hmm. how is
1: this going to help my brain create new pathways and fill it with dopamine just get that mood up so that's been something that i see right away when i didn't want to get out of bed just i you know, did a 10 minute hit workout high intensity Train- interval training right you know, even squat jumps which i've shown or you know are great for working out but also great for coordination which is
0: good yeah. for this so you got what- the bases covered with meditative activities prayer yeah. journaling coloring physical activity Now, I know you do all these things together, but do you have a sense for which are more helpful or is it hard to separate?
1: Um, Well, definitely exercise. Exercise and meditation and prayer are like the non-negotiables. You know, Mm -hmm. if I, and that would make, that makes a successful day if I get up and do those two things. And I like to do them in the morning. If I get the meditation in in the afternoon when I'm feeling the like afternoon lull, like at two o'clock, then... Then I'll sit and do it, even if it's just for like five minutes, just to like quiet my body and my brain mm-hmm. and just get grounded. When I um, was in therapy after my trauma, I, pra- I learned about grounding technique. If I feel triggered or anything, i practice a lot of grounding mm-hmm. to make sure I stay present and mindful. Like, okay, this is what you have right now and this is where you are.
0: Yeah can you explain grounding techniques or what specific ones you might use
1: you know just the other day when i was driving i was like all right just get present you know it's like go 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 all the time in my business real estate never really shuts off so it's important for me to practice these techniques so i would just count the palm trees while i was driving along i put on Mm -hmm. some relaxing music Mm -hmm. sometimes i will start to think about different states that begin with the letter a okay we got alaska alabama arkansas right just to get my mind focused on something else and to bring me back to here grounding maybe even counting backwards from 20 or just little things like that just feeling really present or all the things that i enjoy okay corner you can't see right now but i have a little mason jar and i saw this on one of david goggins youtube videos about the cookie jar and it's uh, you it's a mason jar that I have filled with just little reminders of the things that I've done to make sure that I stay present and to focus on the positive person that I am instead of all these things that I haven't done.
0: Well, we know that even if one doesn't have a traumatic brain injury, there are always times of doubt oh. and uncertainty and insecurity. I mean, that's that's the human condition.
1: Well, no, self-doubt creeps in all the time, like every day. So now I just acknowledge it, you know, and I'm like, okay, there you are again. Whether I'm like, you know, going for a walk or before this presentation, you start thinking, well, I don't know if I'm prepared or maybe even before any sort of presentation or talking with a stranger or a job interview or whatever that is we all can start to feel a little self-doubt. Am I smart enough? Am I? Can I really handle this? It's like, now I just acknowledge it. Well, that's just a thought. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see you. Great. Okay, now you can leave now. So I kind of talk to that limiting belief
0: mm-hmm. and
1: say, okay, there you are again. Great. Let me just acknowledge that you're there. Okay, now I'm just, I kind of move in my brain. I try to, Creep creeps back in or I'll just make sure to practice any grounding.
0: What you're saying is that we all have self-doubt and it's normal and natural. And so instead of trying to cover it over, you're saying, yeah, it's there, but I know I usually do well and I'm pleased with the way I talk and interact with people and engage with people. So I'm good, I'm good with it.
1: So let me get my confidence back. So let me let me use this as an example. Maybe this these pencils will say this is like a limiting belief or a thought that just kind of comes around. It's kind of floating around all the time around our head, almost like a cloudy day. And it's like, okay, it's going to be cloudy out today or it's just cloudy right now. Let me just notice that. But that I don't want that to distract me from what I'm about to do. And so it's right. so, so important to focus or maybe really watch our self-talk. Right. Know? Sometimes I hear other, other people saying, oh, I'm just I'm so bad at that. I'm like, well, no, you are. That's not who you are.
0: The goal is not to deny the doubts. is to say, yeah, that's that's normal, the normal human condition, right. and I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll, I'll go forward, recognizing that that's normal for everybody.
1: Right. And if it wasn't normal, and if we didn't have that challenge, then it just kind of life would be a little boring, right? I keep telling myself, if you're if you're not well, I think this is Tony Robbins quote. If you're not growing, you're dying. So I want to be growing and how can I stimulate my brain to keep firing off new neurons, producing new neuropathways or all the neuroscience, neuroplasticity, all that stuff. But, but I'm anytime
0: all, we take a developmental step or a risk or we try to grow, there's always anxiety. Will I fall short? Will other people see me as inadequate? All those fears come up.
1: What's helped me is a new goal that I've set to learn to juggle, because I've learned that juggling is really good to develop the right brain. Or A girlfriend of mine gave me some limes, and I had a couple extra, so I just let them, you know, now they're almost like orange, and they're really hard, but I practice juggling. I think that's a good mental oh absolutely
0: practice. great for your coordination for sure right?
1: just to throw yeah. it up and even though i can't do three yet i just keep telling myself one two and just focusing on the toss not so much the
0: catch you also like challenges that's i do that, that yeah. feel good it's
1: difficult but i put that goal down to learn how to juggle before the end of march and so like you asked me one of the challenges is mm-hmm. being consistent and practicing these
0: habits. Are there any other obstacles that you can think of besides staying focused that you're contending with now?
1: I suffer from the achiever syndrome. So sometimes I will just keep going and going and my brain is just like on autopilot and just keep.
0: There's a part of you that wants to push forward. What's the goal of that part of you? It's that
1: thriving and probably striving side of me that's, well, I, I can do more and There isn't enough time, so I just want to make sure that I get it all in. And that's really what the Achiever Syndrome is and what I created years ago, because Mm. when we have the Achiever Syndrome, we lose our identity and our achievements. And so it's like, okay, well, once that's gone, well, who are you outside of that? It's like doing a little self-discovery. It was for me like nine years ago or so when I developed it. But one of the reasons why I suffer from it so much is because of, you know, life is short, After learning Mm -hmm. how fragile life is and nearly dying in a car accident, I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I'm very Mm -hmm. ambitious. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that can work against me, though, because Mm -hmm. I'll spread myself too thin. It's like, well, you've got all these commitments on the calendar, Angela, but you got to make sure that there's a commitment to you. And Mm -hmm. is there self-care scheduled on the calendar? So now I actually have it on my calendar. I have a Google calendar and it says on like Thursday night self-care and that's in pink or on Mm -hmm. Monday night. I don't always stick to it, so that's a challenge, making sure that I stick to it, but I think everybody needs to put themselves on the schedule.
0: Now, you have talking about self-care, which I also agree with you, is extremely important. I like the yeah. different strategies that you've explained to me now. Yeah. What about the role of other people in your recovery?
1: We need that support group, and we need people to give us things like a hug, at least for me. I'm a huge hugger, so when I get a hug and somebody holds me for like, a full frontal hug two arm squeeze hug that connection makes me feel loved Mm -hmm. another thing um, is accountability i have a couple friends that are like accountability partners like with my real estate business and then in my personal life Mm -hmm. here's some of the personal goals that i want to work on this week or here's the real estate goals that i have and we have calls i probably have like three accountability calls a week one on tuesday one on wednesday one on thursday To keep Mm -hmm. me on track and to have that support and that encourager. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. always pouring out. It's really, I really appreciate it when my peers and my coworkers and people that I'm around encourage me. um, Good for you. That is a vessel for me to just pour it out to more people. And I think that's, it makes me think of when I meditate, I will repeat the word love, love Mm -hmm. to myself Mm -hmm. to then make sure that I'm filled with it so I can share that with everybody that I come in contact. Now that's not easy to do all the time, but
0: Right. So you're talking about one is comforting ourselves and supporting ourselves. The other thing is having other people who can share the journey with us. So we're not alone. How did you find these accountability partners?
1: one's like a great friend that I have from maybe like nine years ago she lives in South, um, South Carolina right now. Other ones have been through my brokerage and going to this real estate event that I went to like some I started um, I don't use a lot of essential oils but I found this one called brain power mm-hmm. so now this is like part of my morning routine. it's like okay well you know whenever I'm like done getting ready it's like put on some brain power and I usually have my my shakes with like mm-hmm. my little brain octane oil um that
0: is, <laughs> that's, that a, is that's a nice name hey what are the ingredients in brain power
1: <laughs> well well the in the brain in the brain octane oil it's actually coconut oil a medium chain triglyceride it's a staple there's a shake in the fridge and that's what now it's the part of the evening routine you've got make the shakes you know set the you know maybe put on this little Himalayan salt lamp and mm-hmm. dim the lights in your room to mm-hmm. get ready for for your mind and your brain to rest and not just right. be on the phone. So
0: how did you acquire all these strategies?
1: Uh, I think I, I think it's after having, you know, my own TBI and just going through my own recovery and always being interested in like nutrition and gut health and mm-hmm. how our gut is so connected to our brain, I would notice sometimes I'd get a little brain fog, or I'd feel like down in the dumps. I don't have a lot of sugar in my diet usually, but if chocolate chip cookies are around, it's like game over.
0: Uh-oh, temptation.
1: Yeah, temptation. That My mood will be down. I don't really waste energy on like, what am I going to eat? Because I make sure that there's shakes made or mm-hmm. salmon, broccoli, you know, a little bit of dark chocolate, um, avocados, wild blueberries. Just learned about wild blueberries and put those in the shake. So,
0: you're talking about <laughs> essentially a, a low carb, low sugar type of nutrition.
1: Yes. And what also is in there too, like ginger, which is really good for your gut, and turmeric, which is helps mm-hmm. with inflammation. So,
0: sounds but good to me.
1: And it, it actually, it tastes like a chocolate milkshake. I want more people to learn about Angie's shake because it's like, it. I love the way that it tastes. I do a lot of intermittent fasting. So maybe I didn't have that till almost 11 o'clock in the morning because my body really wasn't hungry. I I will have like, um, I'll I'll put some hot water with some bone broth, Mm -hmm. chocolate, like protein and a Mm -hmm. little bit of collagen protein with some grass fed butter. And Mm -hmm. that's higher in fat. And I've -hmm. I've just learned that that keeps you fuller longer. And it actually helps me really focus as well.
0: Now, what about other challenges, anything else you didn't mention, or anything that you would have done differently in your recovery?
1: I probably would have done EMDR therapy earlier. You know, I, I sometimes would smell that fr- this familiar smell that was from the accident, and I didn't like it. It, like, triggered something, and so then I would have, like, flashbacks of the accident emdr helped me because we went back to those memories and it was really difficult i have there's times where i was just not times probably almost every time when we were in that phase of talking about the accident where i was just crying but it was right. what i've learned it's almost like eating and never digesting so some of those memories are just packed in there you know from trauma or from whatever we went through in life and it's allowed me to process them and like move them to like the long-term storage bank or right. now i don't feel it anymore i don't You know, smell those familiar smells from the accident. I don't feel triggered. And when Mm -hmm. I do feel triggered, it's much more rare now, but I know that I need to practice even better self care when I start to feel that fatigue or feel overwhelmed or you know, just mental fatigue, that that means you got to go to bed earlier, or, you know, maybe just sleep in an extra hour, or take some time in the afternoon to have a little like, but I've heard somebody refer to it as a little nappuccino. You take a little <laughs> nappuccino. Okay.
0: Yeah. I like that term. Well, that's yeah. the challenge, because that's, you've been yeah. trained as an athlete, when the going yeah. gets tough, the tough get going. Yeah. <laughs> and the question is, how much can we push ourselves and still right. stay healthy? That's right. that's the ongoing challenge, I think.
1: Diet and with my habits to just like this is a non-negotiable. You're gonna work out and you're gonna meditate and pray in the morning because that's gonna give you the best ability to have like a more joyful day.
0: And sounds like you calendar that in.
1: Yeah. It's every every morning. This is like God, exercise, meditate, and life is short. And sometimes I need to remind myself and like look at some of the journal entries. To remind myself how fragile life is and if you say you want to do all these things or make time for these things but you're so driven you need to enjoy your life too and i think socializing and being around people and connecting with others and having conversations and deep meaningful conversations is so important and i Thrive. I love. I love that. I love meeting new people. I think that's why I'm in sales. I get to meet.
0: Absolutely, new people. that's very consistent with your personality. So, any other advice you want to give to brain injury survivors or families or even treaters who yeah. are involved with brain injury survivors?
1: Well, I think for the treaters, you know, there's or those that um, treat or advise, whether it's attorneys or doctors, um, some, you know, we can't see the injury, but just be patient and keep going deeper with those questions to make sure that you fully understand well tell me more about that Well, when you say this what do you mean by that because mm-hmm. we don't want to make any assumptions you know and i think sometimes we all like judge a book by its character oh well they'll, you know they look like this or this is what they're suffering you know I, i'm sure uh in just a matter of weeks they'll be okay well let's really get to the root of it too it took me a mm-hmm. while for my in my own healing You don't just like have an injury a brain injury and then like recover a year later like it's with Mm -hmm. you for the rest of your life but it's not your identity it's just part of your story but it's not who you are that's not your identity don't try to fix anything don't try to fix it well you just need to do this and sometimes i'm guilty of that with other people oh you just probably need to do this maybe you communicate in a way that's like well here's a suggestion would you ever consider that i've learned a lot with my sales business and how to communicate with people and to make sure that they feel
0: understood well i would think so as a salesman that you first want to understand their needs what are their priorities right. and then try to solve their problems rather than doing a one-size-fits-all here's my solution whether you, whether you need it or not
1: <laughs> you need it or not here you go that's why i was like well tell me more about that and like going like three levels deep and some some people are like well you're so curious well i'd rather be curious and just like a okay well you're just like everybody else and you know or i'm not interested in talking to you but like everybody has their own story and everybody needs to feel loved and everybody is important and sometimes those survivors maybe don't feel that important like i lost myself well that was your old self and here you are now but Mm there's so much more to look forward to and we keep our mind focused on that Mm -hmm. um that's right
0: well it's important to find that sense of purpose the new me the how can I contribute now after my injury? And these are some of the things you're talking about and working on right now.
1: Well, it is a lifelong mm-hmm. goal to be an advocate for those that don't have a voice, just to encourage, inspire, and to bring a light of hope to people.
0: Your enthusiasm is certainly appreciated. I know that it's gonna inspire many people. And I wanna thank you for spending the time and effort to speak with me today. Please like, subscribe, and comment